Hello and welcome to Combos with Chloe. So today I have a special podcast for you of an interview that I did with Agape Moms. And in this interview, we talk about how pain relates directly to your calling and how that pain directly relates to your purpose in life, as well as the role of those gifts that you attain through that and your talents and discovering your calling. Not only that, we talk about how this can impact your relationships when it comes to dating and being able to see dating from the perspective of living on mission for God. Be back in just a second. Hello, and thanks for stopping by Combos with Chloe. My name is Chloe M. Gooden, author, mentor, and speaker, and founder of Chloe M. Gooden Ministries. We focus on leading women to healing, hope, strength, and fulfillment through Christ, and house the ministries, her worth the sorrow of rubies, and after miscarriage. On Combos with Chloe, we discuss topics on breakups, divorce, dating, relationships, miscarriage, faith, identity in Christ, and more. I hope you are able to attain healing, guidance, and hope on our podcast to help you experience a fulfilling life on earth and a beautiful life in heaven. To find out more about Chloe M. Gooden Ministries, you can visit www.chloemgooden.com and I hope to speak to you soon. I'm so tired of him telling me he's going to change and then I come back and nothing has changed at all. I wish I could truly just let him go move on with my life and open myself up to the love that I really deserve. I'm just tired. I'm frustrated. And I know I deserve better than this. Ever had any of these thoughts? Yeah, I did too. And many times we always do when we're dealing with someone we know isn't good for us, that we know we should have just left as soon as the breakup occurred. In my new book, The Breakup, I not only help you let go of your ex, but also how to heal, forgive, and move forward. I help you explore the many seasons of emotions, thoughts, and reaction that take over us in a recent breakup or divorce. I know it's hard. I know it can be frustrating, and it can take a lot of patience, and I'm hoping that as you read The Breakup and The Breakup Guide and go through the sessions and the discussions as well as some of the reflections that you'll be able to not only let go of your ex and heal, forgive, and move forward, but also so you can heal, see what areas need to change in your life, and be able to move forward to the life and love that God has for you. Check out The Breakup at ChloeMGooden.com, available now as well on Amazon.com. God bless. Chloe, I am so excited to have you with me tonight. Yes. Actually, we're recording a night session. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> Always fun after you've had a long work day. <laughs> yeah, I got to get my fuzzy slippers on here, like get yes, some popcorn out. But I'm excited too, Chloe, because you have so much wisdom. I feel like when it comes to how pain and purpose come together and how our relationships and purpose intertwine. And I know for myself, purpose was something that I never really got a good grasp on. I didn't feel that I understood my purpose ever really before I got married. And then I didn't certainly 
know what it was other than my marriage when I was married. I thought my entire purpose was wife and kids. Um, mm. I guess I was the wife, but <laughs> my entire purpose <laughs> was marriage and kids. And so then when the marriage disappeared, I felt like a lot of purpose disappeared for me. So as we get rolling here though, I want to know if you'll talk a little bit about kind of how you journey through heartbreak to open up the, the ministry work that you're doing now, open your life to that and you know, how, how that journey began for you. Hmm. I, I honestly, I feel like that's what opened up the heartbreak, the pain. That's what started it. Um, when I first felt called into ministry, it was in 2012. And I remember I had gone through just a ton of heartbreak with different guys. And I remember vividly being in a women's meeting, like a women's group or some type of, who was reading some type of book. And the more I read it, I just felt this pull, this emotional pull, this spiritual pull, and it just would not let me go. And I remember asking, um, I think my dad about it, and he said he felt that too when he mm. was getting called into ministry. But of course, when you hear ministry, you're like, so like, I got to be a pastor over a church? No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is not, like, you know, but um, I remember uh, just struggling through um, celibacy and, you know, dating the right way and still struggle, especially after you get married and come out of a marriage, it's really even mm -hmm. harder. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember vividly just hearing, I didn't know then that was God. I know now when it's God or the Holy Spirit, it's like, and so um, mm -hmm. I just remember vividly like write a book. So my mind was just thinking, how am I going to get this published? I don't mm -hmm. really get it. Like, I just didn't get it. And he just was like, you just write. I got the rest. And that's mm -hmm. literally what happened. Um, I was actually over the children's ministry. I love kids like on the other side of me. And the guy, the, male, the pastor that was over the children's ministry, I think I just mentioned something about writing. He called me and we were just talking about stuff with church. And he said, oh, send me over what you're writing. So I just sent it over. He literally called me one day and was like, mm, I know a lady that does like self-publishing and she'll do the cover. She'll do all this stuff. She'll put it on Amazon, da, da, da. He was like, and I'm going to pay for it. <gasps> I was wow. like, oh okay. My gosh, that's you know, so incredible. Is, like, I was like, oh, okay. You know, and um, the way she did it though, and I usually can pick up on things if you show me the way she did it, I ended up figuring out how to do it myself mm -hmm. and um, after like her. But the point, like when that happened, the communication side of me was like, well, if I have a book, who exactly am I going to sell it to? Who is this mm -hmm. for? That mm -hmm. is where her work as far as came from. Literally, mm -hmm. I just... I don't Facebook. That was when like, it wasn't a million Facebook pages. Though. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? But I started my Facebook page and as they say, the rest is history, you know, and wow. it started from pain. Yeah. Uh, I think people have to realize like a lot of what we go through, even though it's painful for us, pain helps us connect with people because we all are going through pain. Mm -hmm. We all are going through hurt. We all need some type of comfort and healing and the only way we can connect with people is that we have to go through pain too mm. and we have to see what it feels like I know we want to have this comfortable amazing life and Lord wants us to have a loving life too but how can we connect with people if we don't go through anything yeah that's so yeah. good oh my gosh yeah. girl <laughs> there's yeah. so much wisdom in what you just said and it's that compassion of being able to connect one-to-one -one yes. through the things that we've gone through 
yeah. that says, I see you. But then I find that those are times where I feel again, that God is like, but I see you too. You know, it's, yes, it's reciprocal. Yes. Even when I've, I mean, I've had women that I'm emailing with and they're telling me like, I'm sorry for what you've gone through. And I'm like, Oh, thank you. <laughs> like, I don't think about myself that often anymore, you know, but yeah. it's just, it's, it's that connectivity that really does bring the purpose out of the things that we've gone through. Yeah, yeah. Tell me a little bit about your upbringing or your younger years. Did you have a sense at all about calling or purpose or any of the reason why you were made to be on this planet? Growing up, I did always, how can I say this? And that is one thing that I was going to talk about as far as like how to kind of, at least one of the things I would pay attention to in, in regards to finding out your calling, mm. pay attention. I paid attention to remember things people would say to me. Um, now, not everything because everybody doesn't have great things to say. And that doesn't mean you don't, you shouldn't take critique, but it's certain things that will kind of stand out to you. So I remember people always saying how distinctive my voice was or, mm. um, oh, you, you have like a good radio voice. Or I remember I um, actually wrote a play one time for our church because we couldn't find a play that they wanted to do. And I was reading um, the Gospels and something was like, you should write a play. And I was like, what? <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I wrote it and they did it. And it was like amazing. And it just, it was, it had comedy in it. And I don't even know how I did it. You know, and it was little things like that, that people, that's why it's so important to have some type of grounded community with your children mm. um, and yourself growing up. Cause you need that. You need those people to speak things in your life who see those gifts in you. It's so important to have that ground for your children. Mm -hmm. And I just remember people at my church saying those things to me. I was actually in theater for a while. It's like I knew I was supposed to be on stage in the spotlight, not in like an arrogant way. Yeah, I just yeah. knew that like- To communicate on a platform. Yes, yeah. I knew it was something. Um, mm -hmm. If I did, I was in a lot of plays in theater and I just remember- Anytime I would do it, it was really impactful. Um, but over, and I used to sing a lot too, but over time I could tell God, I truly believe to this day, <laughs> God limited my voice just so I would not get distracted by singing. I, love, <laughs> I'm, I really think he did. Like, I feel like I'm gonna put her right there. Oh, she that is funny. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like, I, I want mean, you to know that you I have a gifting, like but I don't want you to go too far off in that direction. <laughs> I don't, oh yeah, he knew, he knew, it's, uh, he knew, and the more it happened though, God was teaching me like, stop, I think I found myself when I was sing, um in the church, mm -hmm. I noticed a lot of times I started speaking and prophesying, I'm not prophesying, but you know, just speaking over people and talking, and God was like, because you are a speaker, mm -hmm. because you are meant to prophesy over people, because you, so he just taught me to like, stop trying to hide behind, what I hide, stop trying to sing others people's encouragement, you have your own words of encouragement, stop trying to, you know, use other people's uh, words through theater, no, you have words, and that helped me but it helped because I was brought up in the church and I was and it's not just about church necessarily you know I was in girls incorporated and just in all these things that pulled out my gifts yeah. um you know I was brought up of course and I was brought up in a Christian um what do you call it like household mm -hmm. so I think just all of that shaped me um into where I am now um, but it did take a while I mean it takes a while to like really zoom in on your your purpose I will say this though I do think that we tend to try to find the perfect dot point dark of where our purpose is 
And I had to learn that there is no point. There is Mm. no end to what God has called you to do. It's a process. It's a growth. It changes it. You just need to focus on what are your gifts and then just be open to what he decides to use it. So don't look for like it's one thing. That's not Mm. what it's about. Um, it's about know which you are and who you are. So whether you're an evangelist, a teacher, a speaker, a prayer, a prophesier, is that how you said that's not a word? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got it. Be that and let him just use it in different avenues. Um, but don't think it's just this one thing. I've seen it used in different ways over time. Yeah. I love that you are saying that because I have experienced the same thing where it is this gradual process and it changes. And even something that you may attempt that looks like a failure in one season could actually be preparation for some other work that you would do later down the road. And I think I was always confused about the roles that we have in life and thinking that like, oh, that's my assignment and not realizing Mm -hmm. that your quote unquote assignment is something that does pull on all those giftings and all those experience, all those roles, all the things that you're doing as you explore who you are and then how that relates to God's work through you in your connectivity to other people. But I, I think what you're saying about gifts is so beautiful because that was how God helped me out of my break up my divorce was rediscovering who he made me to be first. And it was in Mm. realizing that I had never truly accepted my giftings and said, I am good at this, which was the reason why I never really understood my purpose and why I was here. And so once I could grab onto this sense of like, okay, I'm actually good at writing or good at speaking or have an interest in these things, or I like talking about these subjects. I like reading about this stuff that he showed me how all that was going to pull together to become ministry. And that's for this season. I don't know what it's going to change and look like in the future, but I know for right now, this is where he's planted me. Yeah. But, but it does really take, I think we feel like, oh my gosh, how am I going to figure out like what, you know, God's purpose is for me. Yeah. 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 And it's like, it's so beautiful when it's this actual, like gradual organic process that comes out of just yes. us getting deep down into exploring those giftings, the things that come easy to us. You know, I feel like we're, we feel like we're supposed to do the things that we don't want to do. Like if you don't want to do kids ministry, you yes. know, or whatever. That's what you're calling you, you know. <laughs> but it's like, no, he's going to call you to do things that you enjoy somewhat. Yeah. That, that are yes. somewhat more natural for you. Yes. So talk about relationships though, and how, in your experience and in, in just the women that you've worked with, how it relationships can take us towards our purpose or can distract us from our purpose, what that's looked like for you. You know, I was actually thinking about that when I was going over that in my mind. And I really think it's even a third part or middle part to that. I think that it can distract you from your purpose, lead you towards your purpose is part of your purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, The breakups, the good times, the bad times, everything, because in the midst of everything we go through, God also is pruning us. Um, I remember after with my third divorce, I don't even know. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm just like, where am Mm -hmm. I in life right now? I remember being downstairs talking to my parents and my mom made this comment. I was mad at the time, but then I was like, wait a minute, it kind of makes sense. She was like, I think relationships are just like, just like, or just you're like, she was saying it more of like a bad way. Like, that's just like your thing. But the more I thought about it, 
I was like, I want her to respeak that, like take that out the atmosphere, you know? <laughs> but then I thought about it and I was like, no, that does make sense. Relationships are my thing. That mm-hmm. is my thing. That's part of my gift, whether um, helping people who are going through a bad part of it or they're struggling their marriage communication wise. or So sometimes what I've learned, usually the thing that you are struggling with the most, the thing that... Um, I forgot what they call it on like uh, superhero movies, like your kryptonite. Oh what, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Whatever your kryptonite <laughs> is, it probably is part of your calling. Um, I'm like probably 95% sure it's probably part of your calling. Hmm. Um, I think because God only also uses it for your good, but it's doing something, whether it's navigating you to your purpose, whether it's a part of pruning you to be prepared for your purpose, it's part of it. And so all of the relationship that I've gone through, even who I was as a person, I feel like I did all of the things that all women do mm-hmm. or doing or have done. And I also have noticed throughout my relationship experiences, God never allowed me to go through it too long. My situation were always extremely intense. I will go through things that people went through in like five years and one year. Mm. Um, I mean, and, and it can really break somebody almost, but I think God knows what he really does know what you can handle with him, with him. Mm. Um, but I think that a lot of what I went through, some of the stuff we go through though, we have to realize it's because of us. It has nothing to do with um, that God had in his mind, like I'm going to allow this to happen. So she, no, he gave us free will. So some situations we're in is because of us. Mm-hmm. However, because God is so loving and amazing and such a second time chance person, all of that, he'll use it though. He'll use yeah, it. He'll right. see, you know, even when I went into like, honestly, like my second marriage, I had a really deep feeling that I'm about to go through a lot of suffering and I called off the wedding. I will never forget that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but I then, you know, we you know, basically still get married and I know that God was trying to like, hey, turn around, <laughs> you mm. know, but I was focused on, I left my job and moved back home. I had, um, you know, I was ready to move in a place with my husband. I was ready to have children. I was super focused on my desires. And that's usually where we mess up at. We try to, we get, we let our desires trump God's will for our lives and our calling of our lives. Mm-hmm. Cause we think that's what I want. That's what I want to do. Even though we hearing something yeah. and I think God already knew I was going to do this. Um, I think he just more so used it for my good. Yeah. And as much as it hurt so much what I went through and still healing from it, I learned so much about myself and I changed tremendously. And he needs those situations sometimes to change us. I mean, Joseph went through a lot. He saw in a dream exactly what he was called to do. It took him like, I want to say it was 13 years. I, I may have been more than 13 years. Mm-hmm. He probably never would have thought he was going to be a slave and then in jail. Then he tried to get out of jail early. Then he got back again. So, I mean, I think that it's all a part of it, everything that I went through. That doesn't mean, though, that I need to go back to a situation like that again. Like, learn it. All right, time to move on. You know, Joseph doesn't need to go back to slavery. Like, yeah. why does he yeah. need that? Yeah. So, I think it's just all of it. I think it was a part of it. It distract. Now, when I say distract, um, it was it was moments within even my marriage and relationships where they helped me in my calling. But what you have to watch is 
that you may be in your giftings, but not your calling. It's the mm-hmm. difference. Everything that you're good at doesn't mean you're necessarily called to do it. It's some things that I'm great. Notice I was using my gifts, but it just wasn't in the correct area. And then two, when you're going through a lot and you're suffering, it's really hard to be in your calling. It's, mm-hmm. You just don't have the energy for it. You know, I mean, yeah. you just, you're just tired. You're trying to figure out what's going on with your own life. And don't always though assume either that they think that you're going through the relationship is a distraction. It may be a part of the journey to get you where you called to be too. So you, it just takes a lot of prayer, I think, yeah. to know like where you are. That was great what you just said that it may not necessarily be a distraction. It may be getting you to where you're supposed to go. And I recognize sometimes it kind of feels like a little bit of both because I know that my marriage caused me to shrink to the Mm -hmm. point where I did not feel that I was extremely gifted in anything. I didn't feel that I was very valuable as in terms of contribution, you know, to very many people or that I had much to even say. Um, And all of the setbacks, all the things that I went through just made me feel disqualified. And so there were a lot of things that in that period of time where it felt like I just kind of went into this like cocoon But all that being said, just like you said, busting out of that cocoon was, I mean, it was an explosion that completely changed my life. I was transformed personally in just so many different ways where I was able to finally embrace all these things that I felt were not even there. And so then in recognizing that they were there, it was like, oh my goodness, like new life birthed out of all of this stuff. God, let's do something with this. You know, what do you, what do you want to do? And then being able to take as I healed those bold steps into saying, all right, well, let's, let's go. I feel like, you know, God showed me his faithfulness here and here and here and here. And so if this is what he's calling me to, then let's go, you know, but so it was, but it was that period of time where I had to go through that suffering in order to find the transformation that made yeah the purpose really just way more clear, but, but I will say too, like, as I've gotten out of an unhealthy relationship and now discovered this, you know, sense of my purpose and my giftings and things like that, as I step into new relationships, I can see which ones would be distracting, which ones would take the focus off of my calling instead of, you know, amplifying it. And so I want to know if you'll share a little bit of your perspective on that, as far as how our relationships can amplify our calling or that they can be something that divides our attention. Oh yeah. I mean, I think that that's why it's so important to know it first. I will, I do feel like I knew my calling before the marriages and relationships. Um, And as time went on, like I was saying, some of the relationships were part of me being able to connect with people on these mm-hmm. situations and I didn't go through it, I would have been able to connect to it. Even going into the after miscarriage um, ministry, I had to go through that to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that you have to know it first because if you don't know it, for instance, if God has called you to be an evangelist and travel the world the rest of your life in all these distant countries and maybe, or he's called you to adopt 
um, children and then you meet a man and he's like, I don't like kids. Mm-hmm. Your mind automatically like, you're not the one. <laughs> you're, yeah. just, you're not, there's no way you're the one. You don't even like children. That makes no yeah. sense, you know, yeah. or, you know, just whatever it is, it will disconnect. Um, mm-hmm. That's why too, it goes back to having good people around you. It's things that have been prophesied over me. Now I'm not saying listen to everybody, your spirit to know. Mm-hmm. Um, and God knows who to speak through that he knows that you respect and trust. And I remember vividly, being told and unless I'm wrong that it's not a spouse and maybe it could just be a friend that he's talking about. I have no idea but I do I remember vividly things about children and me and you know somebody glorifying God together mm-hmm. and now true don't be so close-minded though that if they don't have a certain vocation or act a certain way there's no way you're the one when oh mm-hmm. still be prayerful because you don't know what role they may have for instance um, mm-hmm. you know, we podcast and we write and we love all this stuff. Yeah. You know, I may say like, oh, well, he's not into ministry though, but he's a video editor. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or he, so like, don't be closed off if they have to be exactly like you, that, then yeah. what's the point, you know, yeah. it's really just more so, do you see you all's calling working together? Because if God has called you to be with somebody, if it is a mate for you, you all coming together should be more powerful than you were when you were. Heart. Oof. That really is what you should be seeing, you know? That's good. You know, I mean, it's true though, you know, like yeah. I should be like, we should be like amping up. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the point of connections and partnerships. I mean, when you put a plug in a wall, it's more powerful. It illuminates yeah. the light more. So if you're with somebody and it's dimming, your light is dimming. Yeah. And to a point where it's probably off, or you so distracted, it's always flickering. You can't mm-hmm. even keep the light on because of what's going on. Mm, you may want to like question some things about that. So I do think like you have to be open to God's way of that connection mm-hmm. and it helping you. Um, and then, yeah, if you feel like you're being pulled more away from God, your relationship isn't deepening, something's going on there. Um, but I will say too, keep in mind your personality too, you know. I know who I am as a person. I don't have a strong personality. I know how I roll mm-hmm. and what prime example, like you say, when you're meeting somebody. So like, I've always, like we all talk about roles. I love um, my ministry. I love children. I love having people over and family. And I've always wanted to be able to work, work from home and God laid a job like that on my lap basically and so if that time comes whether children first you know or spouse I can't be at home and do that however I know that I can't be with somebody who wants somebody to be very focused on wife mom Mm -hmm. your whole life should be about cooking and make like just this total domestic old school mentality of a housewife or Mm -hmm. um, home mom I guess you could say I would need somebody who understands a mix of that you know that's what I would need them to do I would need them to understand like I'm cool with some of that but I need somebody who can understand that I may be on a podcast at seven o'clock at night you can pick up this (laughs) (laughs) you know and I've been in relationships where it wasn't like that Mm -hmm. it was very on me handling all of that I can't walk in my gift like that there's just no way so it's little things like that considering your personality what you feel like you want to do family-wise calling it should be an understanding there the person that is perfect for you could be somebody who just allows you to be free and to be all do all that you need to be it could even be that you all are necessarily like in it together yeah. he just may be a supportive role that babe is good I got the dinner I worry yeah. about it 
and just That's keep good. calm and allow, you know, so just be open to his way of fulfilling that role through a spouse. Um, and just don't be so quick to mark people off. All that matters is, is your light getting bigger? It, that's all that matters. If your light gets bigger by somebody making sure that the power is on, so when you plug it up, it actually turns mm, on. Yeah, it's okay. That's a good analogy. Your, you know, working on the yeah. light bulb. That's cool. Just <laughs> be open. You know, just it should yeah. be growing. Though. That's the main thing. It should be growing and not diminishing. That's, the that's main. so good. That's so good. And I feel like there's a little balance there because if we know who we are first, and we know the sp- like unique calling of our life, the, the special creation that we are to be made, to be alive at this time in history with these people. And we just realize how hand-selected that is by God, that there's kind of a deal breaker nature in that where it's like, okay, the A number one in my life says that this is what I'm here for. So if you can't, if our lives don't fit together in that, then it's okay. Like go and do your purpose. This is mine. So yeah. that there is that sense of like, you're somewhat individual, but that there's an expectation from the beginning that you're a God seeker first and that you want that for your partner as well. You want him to be a God seeker first and that he has the same thing and that you're giving him the same space. And like you said, it may not look that your ministries at the outset, it may not be like, Oh, we both are podcasters. That's great. (laughs) Right. But, but if, (laughs) but if it's a, a person that, you know, if you're a really communicative outspoken type of person, but this person is the one who you turn and cry to and go, Oh my gosh, I got this mean tweet or you know whatever. And that they're an encourager or that they're giving you different things to think about in your own personal walk, that there's a, a beauty that grows out of things that are not exactly the same. And so we do have to be, while we do have the deal breaker side yeah. on this one side, we do have to have this openness to the way that God would show us how our mission fits in with someone else's. And I think when you're looking at, you know, middle age and you're looking at, you know, people who also have had pain and stuff like that, that it can be a little bit of a process to find somebody who has a mission that is, that corresponds to yours or that has the same level of passion that you have, but it's like, don't give up. (laughs) Don't settle. I think you had a good point about the, at the end of the day, it really boils down to the whole, are they on the same wavelength in regards to why you feel you're on earth, period? Mm-hmm. So if I feel like, well, our whole purpose on earth is to, you know, show the love of God through people and be able to um, heal and help and encourage people. We're here for other people in the midst of that God naturally takes care of us. And it's all about reconciling those relationships back to God because he wants as many children back with him, you know, Mm -hmm. in heaven. Mm -hmm. So if I feel like that's my calling, everything I do is going to match that. But if I'm with somebody else and their whole purpose is to become a millionaire, okay, but now you may say like, oh, that's not, no, no, I mean, ask him why he wants to be a millionaire. Mm -hmm. Oh, I want to be a millionaire because I want to be able to help as many people as I can uh, support churches or, um, put schools in. Okay. Well, he sounds like he's still on the same purpose. He just wants to take care of people versus I want to make all this money just to pass it down to my children. Or if they feel like their whole purpose in life is to pass everything to their kids. So what that means, if they don't have children or if there's a problem, 
that messes things. You know, like it's just yeah. really all about figure out what do they feel like they're on earth for? Why do they go to work? Why do they do the things that they do? Figure out the why behind what they're doing. It's not about what they're doing. Why are they doing it? If you ask them why they're doing it, that will really show you like, "Mm, I think that we have different visions. We're, I mean, our directions, it kind of goes back to the unequally yoked thing. You know, it's not just about, is he a Christian and are you a Christian? That is not what that is about. There's a lot of Christians that they are unequally yoked. It is about, are we going the same direction? They says that because they put a yoke on two animals, hoping that they were going the same direction to plow and they had the same purpose. If y'all have two different purposes, you're stressed and stressed out. Your neck is breaking. Yeah. They're trying to go this way. You're trying to go, it just doesn't work. So just figure out the why to make sure that you all are pulling and plowing this land for the same reasons you all are planting seeds for the same reason because at the end of the day then a fire was going to come up it may look a little different how you get there mm-hmm. sometimes or they may be a little bit tougher than you are or putting in more seeds at one point than you are but it's all the same purpose we want a flower to come up yeah. so I think just asking that why when guys bring up things they want to do and that's going to help a lot that helps that's a whole lot so good and I feel like that's such a great that's a great like myself <laughs> You're like, I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> I feel like that's a great like like first date, second date type of question too, because it's like you get so stuck into this like, so what do you do? And you know, like tell me about your family, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no, I want to go straight to the like, but what are you about? Yeah. 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 I really like that. It's not weird. <laughs> I had to for a little bit before I even go on a date. I'm just like, I'm like wasting my time. <laughs> you see, we get along first over the phone before I even, you know. <laughs> well, and I guess there's different styles in that because, like, I, I, I will chat with somebody, especially because I've met a few people online. Like, I'll chat a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't need like long conversations on chatting. So it's like if I get the sense that you're kind of a safe person that wow. we're at least on the same wavelength, then we can meet for coffee. Like really early. Yeah. I just get a better sense of people. I feel like when I meet them person, yeah, face to face to get that passion, like what, what really does passion look like in you? You know, how does that come out in the way that you talk about it? You know, when yeah. you talk about this, you can type a lot of things and I suppose it's the same as a phone call, you know, but you can, you can message a lot of things without really yeah. getting a sense for like, where that person's heart is they might say all the perfect words yeah but I want to see your facial expression I want Mm -hmm. to I mean even to the point where you can tell like I talk faster when I'm really passionate about something and I always have to tell people like sorry I'm getting off my soapbox now (laughs) you know but I think I think that um when you really deeply are passionate about something then you can identify in another person if they have that similar level of passion. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and think- it doesn't have to be expressed the way you express it. I had to learn that, um, you know, because usually opposites attract. Now, they don't mean opposites and um, beliefs and faith and things like right. that, but opposites as far as like personality dynamics, you know, I'm mm-hmm. expressive and da, 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 but I may not need to be with somebody like that. You have like two right. bombs in the house, you know, like right. you don't need that. So, right. you know, you definitely have to figure out how to really kind of view and see that passion out of them and their different ways of expressing it and showing it. 
gosh, I love that you just said that too, because I feel like when you're a really expressive, like extroverted demonstrative person, like I think you and I both are, it's really obvious to tell when somebody is super passionate about something. Although at the same time, it doesn't necessarily mean that because somebody can show that to you that they have follow through. And that's why I think it's important to kind of walk with people for a little while and let it be a slow process because they can be really excited about something, but really not that engaged in it. And then on the flip side, you can meet someone who's not that overly expressive. Yeah. Or chatty about it, but man, their heart is in it and they're committed to it and they're day in day out consistent. And so Mm. we have to, I think we have to ask God though, for guidance too, as we're meeting people to say, show me because I know where I got stuck before in a relationship was hearing the words that somebody was saying to me, but not watching the behaviors. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm all about, okay, you can tell me yeah. whatever it is you think I want to hear, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. I have to learn to slow it down over time and watch what your actions are going to say. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Cause I feel, and a lot of times you can just see that by those daily regular conversations. Like when you just ask and like, Oh, Hey, what you did today? You know, just, you can just see where people spend their time. That's where their heart is with mm-hmm. people and you know, what they're doing with the other day. Like if I talk to people, they'd be like, oh no, a lot of times they'll say, I know what you say ministry a lot. Like, what are you talking about? Cause I say it a lot. I'm like, oh, I'm working and I'm doing this. And cause I usually just say what I'm doing throughout the day or mm-hmm. I express like, oh, what's going on? I enjoy. So a lot of times even just asking them what they're doing throughout the day. If you're, what are they doing those seven days in a row that you, did yeah. they say the exact same thing every single day? Like, did they, did it come off like they were doing anything for other people? Are they very self-absorbed? Mm-hmm. You pick up on it. The problem is that we tend to ignore it because we're so concerned with meeting our desires of just having some form of companionship, mm-hmm. some form of somebody that likes us that we don't even pay attention to other stuff. And the reason why we do that is because we miss like, yes, it feels good to have somebody. Yes, it feels good to have somebody who cares about you and all that stuff. That's awesome. The Lord knows that we desire this. Nothing wrong with that. It's physical things that happen to us in our minds that we need it and we desire it. The mm-hmm. problem, though, is that we forget, though, the purpose of why God wanted companionship, though. Mm-hmm. And then we forget the fact that we're supposed to be iron sharpens iron. We're supposed to be coming together. So when you get distracted by like, oh, he always calls me beautiful and he's yeah. always there. and He texts me every day and yada, 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 yada. And it feels good. But what is he truly doing for you in your life? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I could bring you 10 people right now that tell you look good. That don't yeah. mean much, you know? So I think yeah. that we see that stuff. We just ignore it because we just want to feel good, you know, yeah. and it just it feels good. And that's why honestly, I feel like it's so important to find your calling because people don't realize a lot of the fulfillment that you're looking for in dating and relationships is like 10 times better when you're walking in your calling. Mm-hmm. I mean, the mm-hmm. feeling is amazing. I mean, yeah. it is amazing. I mean. It's just like, that's what you were made for. And it it shows you that you are more than just the possibility of a wife and a mom and a friend. I called you to be this. If you were a toaster and and like somebody finally put some bread in you. (laughs) (laughs) And they toaster on. The toaster is like, man, I can make some good toast. You know, like. (laughs) 
And it's like the thick bread. It's not just like the wimpy little <laughs> white bread slices. It's like, sourdough. This, is, this is the stuff with like the nuts and the seeds on the outside. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, it's funny. Yes. You know, it just, it makes a big difference. And I think when I first like had a moment of walking in my calling, the high that I was on, I was like, mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still desire relationships, That's, mm-hmm. but it goes back to like, they supplement you who you are. It's a supplement. It's not yeah. everything. It's not yeah. your completion. It's not your fulfillment. It is a supplement to your life. So I think that when you find that fulfillment and you find peace and joy, you pick partners better. You pick yeah. partners way better. That's a hundred percent true. Yeah. 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 Because the thing that I found very very deeply was that purpose was such an antidote to loneliness and Mm -hmm. that loneliness can make us so just long for connection that we'll take it at any cost or we'll settle. And so, you know, I even think about like, okay, you could see a guy's dating profile, for example, and maybe he's got a picture that he went on a mission trip. And so all of a sudden now you're thinking like, oh, he's super committed to his calling because this one picture is on there. But just like you were saying, you know, with like watching somebody over time and what do they talk about? What kind of things are they engaged in when you are doing that? And that's literally like the most, the thing that gets you out of bed in the morning, you notice so much more readily, whether or not somebody else is fueled the same way. Mm -hmm. And I've had conversations where I'm looking across a person across a table at coffee with a person and going, wow, I really respect you. You know, because you can tell that their calling is so important to them. And it's like, I'm like, wow, I don't even, if even we don't go out anymore or we're not lined up, we're not supposed to be together. Like, I respect what you're doing with your life. And I'm just honored to have this interaction with you because it fuels me to do my connection, to do my calling more and better. And so then I'm connecting on a level of, mutual admiration and respect and Mm -hmm. the depth of faith and character and all those things that really are long-term and what God really desires for us in super fulfilling relationships. And then not just settling for the, like, as you said, like, oh, you're beautiful or, you know, these little, little gifts or, you know, going out to meals or, you know, this kind of stuff, like those are so easy. But I think when you think about the long-term of life and the fact that you will have ups and downs and things like that. Like what kind of person do you want going through that part with you? I think we often think too much about the like, oh, this feels really good right now, but we don't think about like, does this person have the ability because they know God has called them and put a purpose on their life? Do they have the ability to weather the storms of life, knowing fully that all the storms they go through, that God is using it for their purpose as well? Yeah, their outlook. Yeah, yeah. Their their total paradigm on life makes a huge difference when it comes to like that potential partner, that companionship, that compatibility. Cause I mean, the way they look at things is gonna really it's gonna really affect how they adjust to those storms, to that suffering that happens if they can keep going. And I think I, a key to it too is that when it comes to your calling and purpose. Um, is that God knows what you need before you even ask for it. And he knows you. So like, I know that I'm like a wake up in the morning, let's go. Like, like I got my list. I mean, I am just zoned in with the things that I have to do. 
And, you know, for me, I would think, oh, I should be with somebody who wants to be this way as well. And we just, you know, whatever. But I've actually dated people who I didn't realize, like, I don't need somebody amping me up. I'm pretty doggone amped up myself. Yeah. I need somebody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Chloe, you don't have to do anything for me. Just, mm. <laughs> just yeah. you know, and it took me being to myself and um, actually, honestly, after divorce and being to myself, I've been working on a lot of self-care. So um, I get a massage once a month. Now, y'all, I'm not rich. I'm just, I, I save up for this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I budget for it. Mm-hmm. You know, I get my nails done every three weeks. I get a massage once a month. Um, I give my dog to somebody for the weekend. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, like, but I did that because it really taught me like, Chloe, like, you give me, you give me, you give me, you move and you move and you move in. And it's so true. You got to let yourself rest. You got to let yourself be filled up too. Mm-hmm. And you may need a partner who allows you to just be filled and taken care of. And he lets you run around and do your thing. And that's what you need. Like mm-hmm. you may be just sufficient in your calling enough to God. Like I just need somebody to come into her life for like relax her sometimes. Um, yeah. I was actually watching this video. It was like some video on Facebook that was going around. And they had like Michelle Obama and all these different um really uh renowned black women and one mm. said don't let your hustle get in the way of your health I'll never forget that Ooh, that's like, good yes and I was like <laughs> if I never judge or what's the word I'm looking for totally write off people I just don't you can mm. learn from anybody anybody yeah. everybody has some wisdom with, with faith that everybody has something and when she said that I so I do what I need to do for myself and I take a week off each month that's just what I do and God has shown me even when you're resting, I can still be working. You know what I mean? Like in the mm-hmm. midst of what you already done. It's been times that I've taken breaks, Michelle, and mm-hmm. it seemed like my stuff was gearing up on its own when I was away. You know, mm-hmm. I have to be filled. I mean, Jesus went away for days. And mm-hmm. he so, you know, just, it goes back to that open thing. You know, you make me somebody to help you rest and just yeah. take care of you, you know? Yeah. That's really good. I think too, because we so often will think about like, oh, this is what I need. Like, this is what this person should look like, or this is yeah. what they should be like, engaged you don't in. Know. Sit down. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think there are some of those basics that we've talked about, for example, like how their character comes out in the way that they live their life, but we don't have to have all the details like wrapped up in a tidy little package to be like, oh, he's going to look like this. And he's going to talk like this. And he's going to care about this. And <laughs> well, I think two people have that um, paradigm worldview that is this one person out there for it. Mm-hmm. I believe that. that mm-hmm. um, it, I don't see that anywhere in the Bible. I'm mm-hmm. trying to still figure out what that is in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think all you have to do is just realize like God knows what you need. And on top of that, He's aware that you need companionship. He saw that in Adam and he provided that. Um, now we are in a different generation, a lot of stuff going on. Men are different in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But the point is that be open to the fact that there isn't just this one person. I think because people are looking for that, they get yeah. real, is he the one? No, there is yeah. no one. It's yeah. really just more so of like, is he a good candidate? That's really how you should look mm-hmm. at it. I mean, yeah. it goes back to like, when we're voting for president, it's a couple of candidates, like, you know, yeah. you have candidates that fit what you, your vision is and what you believe. You're not going to vote for that. You know, yeah. so don't think it's just one person or if you didn't work out with this one person that, oh, I will never get married or that's not true. God's coming. The main thing God cares about is being equally yoked. 
the main thing you would see him say things about in partners in the Bible is he didn't like it when they would get with people that would deter him from God. That was mm-hmm. his main thing, whether that was a different faith or just because of how they acted. All he cares about, are they deterring you from me? I don't want you mm. to be. Just, just, just look for that. That's all you, if that, that core thing is there, yeah. that's all he really cares about. And, and so, and that goes back to the calling thing. If they're dimming your light, they're pulling you from God. Mm-hmm. If they're not helping you in your calling, they are pulling you from God. All through the Bible, that's all you see. He just mm-hmm. didn't like that. So I think if we let go of that one thing, It'll really help us to like relax. It's yeah. okay to work out with him. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a couple of men out there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Well, you know, and I think too, we a lot of times we'll get caught up in this feeling like, am I wasting my time? You know, and certainly, yes, there are places where it's like, that's not, that's not a, that's not a fertile planting ground. You know, that's not a place where you're gonna have harvest. You know, but that sometimes we do have to take some steps to get to know somebody slowly over time. And that, but if this is a person who's trustworthy, this is a person of good character that we're going to grow spiritually in the process too. And that God's going to develop things in us, develop things in our ability to relate to people or to hear and see and have discernment. And so we don't have to worry so much about wasting time. If we know that we're seeking spiritual growth in a relationship, because regardless, then we should be, we'll, we'll experience spiritual growth in the dating process as well. So we can just kind of slow it down. (laughs) You have to ask yourself, if you feel like you're wasting time, it must be something that was in your mind that you wanted. What was wasting Mm. time because you didn't get a ring out of it. Mm-hmm. It was wasting time because you didn't get married. It's like you said, if you're looking at it as more of a spiritual growth process, mm-hmm. you really can't learn from every person that you meet. Yeah. It's guys that I've dated that it was like little nuggets of wisdom they would say while we were talking, whether because they noticed something about me. It was one guy I dated. He had said a couple of things I noticed. I was like saying like, yeah, maybe this is my friend of mine said this or mm-hmm. you know, maybe he's my husband. It just you know, maybe I was supposed to learn that. You yes. Know? And many times, like, don't assume that every nice guy that you connect with is your husband. That's like not the case. Sometimes <laughs> a seasonal friend. Sometimes yeah. it's just God trying to sh- show you something about your life. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes back to what you said. If you think you're wasting your time, that means you have a goal in your mind for every man that comes your every man that you come across. I want to get married and have children one day. Mm-hmm. So unless you get that from him, yeah, wasting your time like yeah. that's. That's just not how you should look at it. Always be open to God's will about that relationship and plan. But I do agree with you. If you see that land has is dry and has rocks and the sun never comes out on top of it. (laughs) Why are you over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Don't waste too much time. Like don't don't struggle. Oh, you know, don't do yes. (laughs) Oh, Chloe, this is so good. I want to know, you touched a little bit on finding your purpose. And we talked a little bit about exploring those giftings. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so if there's someone who's listening, who is like, I barely know, I barely have time with my kids and my work and all this stuff to really like explore my giftings or, you know, those kind of things. Like, what would you say to a woman who is starting at the bare bones and like wants to figure this out, wants to do this well, but doesn't Not exactly sure, like, know where to start. Yeah. And I mean, always one, I always say prayer, like it's number one, you have the Holy Spirit residing within you. He does speak to you, but you need to give yourself quiet time. But I know people have lives and children, you know, when it's quiet in your house though. 
Um, if it's important enough for you to know your calling, realizing that if you, first of all, put in your mind that following your calling is going to be the most fulfillment you have in your life. Because it has to be important to you for you to take time out for it. If you know that 4.30 in the morning is when it's the quietest in your house, even if you can't do it every day, maybe if it's just once a week that I'm going to wake up at 4.15 and pray, like, and write. Just, it, it's just one. Lord says, if you seek him, if you knock, he will answer. If you mm-hmm. seek him, you will find him. If you take that time out to do it, he will do it. So first, you got to make finding your calling a priority. It has to be important to you. Because if it's not, you're not going to do any of those other stuff I'm saying. That's just it. Uh, Number two, prayer. Like you need to, you know, really see God about it. Number three, get basic. Take a gifts assessment test. Like it really does help. Like my church does one as you like come becoming a member. Mm -hmm. Um, But literally, you can Google gifts, free gifts assessment test. Yeah, and you really can. And like I, I wish I could remember the one I would suggest. I mean, if they want to, they can come and go to my site at chloemgoon.com. And I, I'm a big resource person. So I will send you the one to take, you Perfect. know, because <laughs> I love like giving out resources, but just take one. It's really good. I mean, that was the first time that well, I think when I took one, I saw that was my gift to like teach and shepherd. And, you know, it didn't even say preacher. And I was glad it didn't say preacher. But it was like, it even said legitimately like, you know, not necessarily like whole stuff be over a church it explained it better like more of a shepherd teacher way mm-hmm. so yeah google's gift assessment test so they can you know go on my site at clubgun.com i will email you one that you can take yeah. um after you do that i would write down things that you have heard over your life spoken over you that people say you're good at mm-hmm. write that down oh my god like your voice is so distinctive oh my god like every time you're around me i just feel so at oh I just love when you pray for me mm-hmm. it's just nothing like it oh I mean you had all those people come to Christ just because you told your story that type of stuff those things where people just are reminding you you're impactful oh my god my children just love when you are around like just figure like write that stuff down it's something that has been said and repeated to you a lot mm-hmm. you need to go over that too mm-hmm. also it talks about the different gills isn't it Corinthians Yes. Okay. <laughs> I know we're talking about <laughs> like, wait, well, there's two of them. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you Google like Bible gifts, yeah. oh my God. But you know, about the teacher, the evangelist, the prophet, you know, the person that's the prophet, the prayer, you know, all of that stuff. It talks about the different gifts and how it can work and force the kingdom. Yeah. So I would go there as well. I would probably say those are the four things I would do. But lastly, like we talked about, please remember that it's a process start where you are. Um, Where you are right now is a part of your calling and a part of your gifting. You just need to figure out which one is your gift and not necessarily just a talent because it's different. I have a lot of talents. I can act, I can sing, I do a lot of stuff. That don't necessarily mean it's my gift though. Um, Mm -hmm. For instance, it's and then also even when it midst to that, look at your typical daily vocation. So uh, my job, I was a professor for years. Well, that makes sense. I like teaching. Um, you know, or Francis, right now I'm a full-time student advisor. I love advising people and helping them and encouraging them. And I love sending out resources. I still like teaching a little bit, but I like teaching more so in ministry out of everything mm-hmm. versus that. I still believe in it. And then I taught public speaking or communications. 
that makes sense. Like, you know, so yeah. look at what you are doing already vocationally too. It's in line with that. God is just like kind of already probably has you around your calling and gift. Mm-hmm. It's probably just you not noticing it and not mm-hmm. paying attention to it. And you probably aren't because you're really focused on this role that you asked for for years. And you think that's all you are. You're more mm-hmm. than just a mom. You're more than just a wife. You're more than just a, I don't know, a banker or whatever, that, whatever it may be. It's a gifting in that. And don't assume that you can't walk in your gifting in your current position. Even as a banker, I remember off and on, I would meet people and would end up like encouraging them in the line or people that I would just impact and they would bring me flowers out of nowhere. Um, So don't assume that you can't walk on your gift where you are. Like you you can do it wherever you are. That's what he has you there for a reason. So don't assume like you got to go like quit your job yeah no you're totally right I think sometimes too we think like calling has to be that like I start a bible study in you know like we put it in a box yeah like it has to look a certain way or and and it may may be that you know it may be if you feel as you grow and those kind of things that there's a need for that in wherever you're planted then yeah go after that but we limit I think sometimes our understanding because it has we think it has to look a certain way and it's it's so even to start so wonderful to just be an encourager in a place, like you said, like a bank where it's just people yeah. are coming in there to do transactional things. They're not expecting to be shown the light of Christ. <laughs> I guess they, it's like, place, right. Cause you absolutely. see so many people like that's what people yeah. don't, you know what I mean? Like you gotta yeah. look at it that way. Like we're yeah. impactful. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, as well, like the things that we're doing in our kids' lives, that's a huge ministry in and of oh itself. Yeah. But I think again, that's another place where sometimes we can feel like our hands are tied when it's like, but I'm doing this by myself, but I, you know, I'm not doing it perfectly, you know, and that kind of thing. And it's like, there's in these imperfect spaces, the whole point of our purpose and our calling is that God would be magnified, that God's grace and his glory would be shown. And actually the less qualified that we might feel or the weaker that we show up, you know, that may feel like, it's not like that at all. I mean, we never heard a lot about Mary. You know what I mean? Like all we heard about Mary really was that she was a virgin and she met Joseph, you know, mm-hmm. and she had Jesus and, you know, she took care of him and developed him. So like being, oh my God, like think about just that example. Yeah. Who could be feeding the next, like, <laughs> like it could be a thing. <laughs> you know, and I don't, I'm not the type to have all these, you know, critiques about pastors. That's my problem. <laughs> it's not like, I feel like there is a, there is a flock for every shepherd, mm-hmm. every shepherd. Mm-hmm. It, that's just that's just not your shepherd and that's okay yeah. you know <laughs> you could be I mean I mean how you could be holding yeah like you know feeding a TD Jakes like yeah I mean it, it don't even have to be big people like that the next yeah. person that's gonna start a school in a country that doesn't have Bibles like oh that's good yeah that in itself is so significant you know yeah. so that could be your purpose your whole purpose and calling in life was to birth Jesus mm. I just want you to birth Jesus. That mm-hmm. is, and in your mind is so small, but oh yeah. my God, yeah. that is not small. I mean, I feel like parenting children is, that is a major calling. That yeah. is a major role. I mean, prime example, you and I, our parents birthed us mm-hmm. and who would have ever thought in this generation in time, how important a podcast and videos and internet. I mean, oh my God, even the person that invented internet. 
Yeah. <laughs> the internet, like the yeah. ministry would not be able to get across. We wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to impact people in Sweden. Like that is yeah. insane. So it's just like, yes. don't think you're insignificant role this is not an insignificant role yeah that is a big deal you don't know who God is training through you you don't know know what it's so I love that you said that because actually I got a text from my dad today so cute it was just like I am so proud of what you're doing and I was just like thank you I'm 38 and I still want to hear I'm proud of you, (laughs) you know, and it's just like those little things. And we can do that in our kids' lives every single day. And Mm -hmm. that no matter what they grow up to do, that, that they would know God's love through even just those little bits of encouragement that we can give, no matter how much we feel our hands are tied, it still is impactful in our kiddos coming to understand the love of God. Mm -hmm. So wrapping up, this has been so much fun. And I just want to know as we're, you know, kind of parting here, I ask every guest at the end of the show, the same question. And that is, if there's just one last thing that you would want a single mom to know, what would it be? Realize how special you are to God. I mean, I think women sometimes we do not realize like we are like God's gym. I'm telling you, like we really are. Um, and it's not saying that man is insignificant. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying that women have hold a really special place in God's heart. Um, so don't ever think that you aren't significant because of your dating life. Don't ever think that you're not significant because you're divorced. Don't think you're not significant because your child veered off and has become an addict. Don't think that you did something wrong. You are doing the best you can with the tools that you have. You have a God that has everything that you need and everything that your children need. And not only that, he cares about your children more than you care about your children. So think about how much you think about your children. And I want you to multiply that times like infinity. Mm. You don't have to worry about your children. You don't have to worry about what's going to come of them. If you truly ask God to give you the daily bread that you need, don't think about next week, daily. He's going to give you and your children exactly what they need. Take away the anxiety, take away the worry, take away the fear. God is covering you and your children. And he cares about you all more than you could ever even fathom. So there's never nothing to worry about. He knows what you need. If that means a partner coming back into your life to help you with your children, that's what will happen. Or it could just be a neighbor that comes around and helps you with your kids. Do not close off his way of providing the need. Just let him provide the need and you just ask him and just tell him what you need, but know he's going to give you that and more and it may not look the way you expected it to be. That's what I would say. Uh, I'm just like, I'm so filled up by you just saying that. Thank you Uh so much. (laughs) I'm so warm. My heart's so warm right now. (laughs) Oh, Chloe, I want to know if you would just um, tell listeners about your resources and how they can connect with you. So um, I, it's always good to go to my site um, at chloemgooden.com, at C-H-L-O-E-M-G-O-O-D-E-N.com. There is where I have all my books and podcasts and YouTube videos and writing. I do too much. I'm like a chameleon. But the point, uh, if, if you go there, that's always the best way to message me, contact me. 
Um, I just came out actually with the book, The Breakup, How to Let Go of Your Ex, Heal, Forgive, and Move Forward. Very dear um, topic for me coming out of a divorce. And um, I just want to be able to encourage women and help them through that process. I'm still going through it. Um, I'm not coming down to a pit picking you up no we in the pit together and mm-hmm. I'm just trying to get us out too um, and so that has just come out it's on my site and on Amazon so that's really the best way to connect with me to see all of the social media I'm on Facebook Instagram all that stuff so I would say there and Pinterest I know you all are on Pinterest mm-hmm. I know you're there yep. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, call your good ministries on there as well so yeah that's always the best way just go to my site and it's gonna have a ton of resources Right. And I will link to it in the show notes to make it easy for everybody to find it. Also, Chloe and I did an episode on her podcast together, two-parter. That was so much fun. And I'm going to link that as well. So I just love you, Michelle. Oh, I love you. Thank you so much. As always, you can visit ChloeMGoon.com for more books, blogs, podcast topics, as well as resources. You can also contact me there for any questions and or also if you have anything that you want to inquire about with the podcast, as well as speaking events. As always, I hope that I'm able to lead you into healing, hope, strength, and fulfillment through Christ. And make sure to subscribe so you can learn more about the Chloe M. Good Ministries, as well as stay up to date. Until next time, God bless.